Welcome to Shop Therapy. Let's talk beauty. So grab a glass of wine. I always need a glass of wine. And get ready to spill the tea. He could get a little uncomfortable. This is Shop Therapy. Words. Welcome to episode five of the Shop Therapy Podcast. Ficky, Ficky, five. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was waiting for that, y'all. She was waiting. I planned it. I felt like I could have did it better, though. <sighs> don't plan stuff like that again. Please don't. <laughs> but we are here for the episode of the cut-up. The cut up. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, as you guys know, this is a podcast that's exclusively for salon and spa professionals. Um, we are in this because the shop is closed. Mm-hmm. Our clients are gone. Okay. Pop a bottle. Woohoo! And let's talk everything beauty and more. Yeah. So, Riesling is what we're going to be drinking today at the request of our guest. Um, this Riesling, look at the bottle. It's so cute, isn't it? It is. It's, um, very, like, Japanese. Yes. What is the brand? So, it's called Kung Fu Girl. Oh. The guy ensured me that it will taste amazing. It's a little bit on the sweeter side, he said. So, I thought... It's my favorite. Yeah. I thought that you would enjoy that. So... And I always think it's, like, fancy. It says from 2017. I'm like, we need 2019. We need, like... Two years age. <laughs> We need, like, to step our wine game up, and it's supposed to be, like, from way, way, way back Yeah, I know. But the only thing that I think about that is that the longer it ages, the stronger it is. More than likely. It's, what is that, more, like, potent? Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe we need to stick with these ones. 2018s, 2017s. Like, I'm simple. You could just take me back to 2010. (laughs) And I'm like, ooh, this is fancy, y'all. Mm-hmm. I see the bubbles. Mm-hmm. Y'all know I like sweet wine. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. It's very good. As soon as I hit the lips, I get yeah. the sweetness. The thing about it is I had Riesling the other night. I bought two bottles um, from my home. And Riesling is like a really good summer wine. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's starting to get just a little bit warmer. So I was thinking, like, this is going to be my summer wine. Like, I'm going to drink Riesling all summer, I think. Sitting on the porch. Mm-hmm. Well, well be over. I got a backyard now, girl, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. You feel I'm doing big things now. Busy Shay's going to be like, uh-uh, no, you can't come over today, Karen. No, I want to have cookouts. Like, I want my house to be, like, the cookout. Like, the only thing is that I'm not off on weekends. So it's like oh yeah you work hard. you're in the salon Saturday Sunday yeah so it'll probably be like Saturday nights that I'll have cookouts and stuff. yeah but that's so yeah that's still a vibe mm-hmm. and my neighbor downstairs he is like party guy mm-hmm. like he's a firefighter but he's older you know his kids are gone yeah so he always has like different people over and their music is like playing so. He's, like, down with it. Like, he'll be out there grilling until it literally starts. And, you know, like, an older man working a grill, you'll get, like, the best barbecue ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, that'll be our summer move. I'm for it. I'm all for it. So, what did you think of last week's episode with Colleen? You know what? I was so pleasantly surprised yeah. with Colleen. I 
from a managerial point of view, I, I wasn't sure where the episode would go. Right. But it was great kind of listening to her insight on, um, I guess we talked about this after, so I hate to steal what, what you were going to say, but I just love how down for her stylist, yeah. or she doesn't have stylists, but her technicians, how like ready to ride she was mm-hmm. for them. She's like, oh, no one's messing like, with no, my right. technicians. Like, nope, I'm going to tell you to take it outside. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, she's really for her team. Mm-hmm. And I think as a manager, that's what you need to be. Yeah. Right? And it's, and, but I'm sure it could be kind of like a tough balance because at the same time, right, we are in the service industry. So mm-hmm. it can be sometimes of that the client's always right feel, but not necessarily making them feel like they're actually right to their face. You right. know what I mean? Of like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna rectify this. I'm gonna let you have this. Take your technicians to the back room, like, listen, I know she's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, we just gotta do X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? And she seems like she's that great balance yeah. between that. It's kind of like any type of re- any relationship. You know, like you don't want your. I don't want to say your. I guess your dirty business, like in the street. Like yeah. when we're facing someone else, we gotta have it all under control. Right. But behind, it's like it's like a boyfriend, right? If he does something crazy. You ain't gonna tell all your like yeah. friends. Or like, in the moment you yeah. just kinda smile it off, but when you get home you be like, you know what? You know what? My right. mom used to do this like as a child. Scold you. Yeah. I do that with my kids now. Mm-hmm. But we do, but she did it in private. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily like ah mm-hmm. in front of company. Yeah. Yeah. Colleen no, that was that was definitely a great perspective to bring in, um, with Colleen as far as her being a salon spa manager, customer relations specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, she definitely get, gave great insight into from like our live feeds and stuff. Like people were definitely engaged. Yeah, yeah. She's interesting. She's an interesting girl, and she's beautiful. So yeah. there's that. Yeah. Um, they were like men hitting me up, like, "Hey, <laughs> who's that?" I'm just like, <laughs> although whoever it was on her live, and he's like, "You two are beautiful." I'm sorry. There's three of us. <laughs> Who is he saying? Bless I don't. Guy. Oh. You know what was even worse? What? There was like three people who um, friend requested me. Really? Guys? Yes. Ooh. I did not accept. Well, um, so let's get ready to get into our guest. Yeah. Who I am highly excited about. Miss Teta DeRosa Pickney. I have to throw in Pickney because her lovely husband is a very well-known man in Boston, so I have to put his last name in there. What does he do? Um, he's in the restaurant industry. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, and from the last time her and I talked, he has, like, some big things coming to the Boston area. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, you know, we're going to stay in her good graces so we can have a... First come, first serve reservations, you know? Perfection. Yes. <laughs> but um, Teta, when I became fond of Teta, she actually was the assistant director um, at the school. Okay. Her and I actually started at the school around the same time. I think I started about, like, two weeks before her, mm-hmm. and then she came on as the assistant director. Um, she was in that position for about, like, two, two and a half years. Okay. Um, before that, I know that she was an educator for Sexy Hair, mm. which is a it's line huge. that, yeah, it's a huge line, a line that I love. I use some of their products in my studio. Okay. Um, so definitely a connection there. But then now, what I'm, like, so excited for her about is 
She's actually the Boston Territory rep, sales rep for Hanzo Shears. Oh, you, Hanzo used to come to my school when I worked in North Carolina all the yeah. time. Hanzo, like, they're one, they're, like, one of the top tier Shears um, company. Okay. Um, so I know, like, she's killing it. Um, so I'm definitely going to tap into her and, like, see how, like, that's going and, um, you know, get some great insight in, as far as just Shears um, and just, like, the industry in, in general. Yeah, that I feel like that's a difficult role. So it would be yeah. good to gain some insight on that because I know a lot of us start thinking outside of the chair, and I feel like that Shear rep is one that a lot of us yeah. go to. So it would be great to get some insight so that you guys, when you are going for it, you have a more realistic expectation for the role if that's something you're looking into right and what better way to tap in to someone like Teta where just well versed yeah she was a sales rep for a product company she was in the schools now she's with shears like you know what I mean like yeah. those are aspects like how you said that we necessarily don't look at for that day-to-day because we're too busy like styling or doing nails or massage like mm-hmm. but it's like what about what the things that we actually use as far as products every yeah. day and you know what I mean exactly um so I'm excited for this for I, this interview I honestly think this will be an interesting an interesting interview if not for just giving us insight for the next steps yeah yeah because if you're looking to like kind of step away from behind the chair what are like other opportunities that are out there for people yeah and she's kind of been she's she's well versed in those different opportunities yeah so cool thank you for joining us (laughs) for episode five miss teta de rosa pickney Hey. That's me. <laughs> Shout out to the husband again. <laughs> Luther, hey Luther. Hey, hello. Hey. Mr. Roxbury. <laughs> Mr. Roxbury. I like that name. Right. Because you know I I'm like all that. Roxbury. I love me some Roxbury. Are you thirsty? I am thirsty. First things first. Yes, I've her. been waiting for this since um, I think you texted me at 8.30. I know, I took that 8.30. I'm like, what's your wine of choice? Oh my gosh. Kyra, so I'm like, let me drink the coffee. So I'm a bad influence. Kyra with the, um, with the early text. Oh, you know I'm good for that, y'all. I want to shout out this wine because it's actually really good. You have to yeah, taste it. Kung it. Fu um, Girl. Kung Fu Girl. Mm. It's really good. It's a Riesling. It's nice. I like it. It's like a perfect summer wine, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah? It's very, and you know I like sweet, so. I, like I was sweet. happy when you said Riesling. Yeah. Because, and then, but she said Riesling. Just make sure it's not a dry red wine. I said, yes. Yeah. I don't like dry. And that's my biggest pet peeve. But it's not that sweet because I like it, too. Because I typically don't like it when it's too sweet, I like mean, Moscato's and stuff. I was going to it's, it's not as sweet as a Moscato, but yeah. it's still sweet, though. Yeah. I, yeah, like I like it. it. So, guys, behind the scenes, right? So, I introduced her thinking her most recent role of being um, with Hanzo, um, but then she just, like, added to it. She was like, no, I moved on. She's on to something new. See, this yeah. is why I love this industry. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. ever evolving. You do not have to stay stagnant behind the chair. Yes. So tell us, what is your role right now then? So my role right now is sales and education consultant for New England Salon Solutions. And we're up in Danvers on Route 1, 110 Newberry Street, Danvers, Mass. Okay. Hmm. New England Salon Solutions. Hey, Tom. (laughs) Hey, Tom. (laughs) So tell me what that role entails. Because I I have never heard of New England Salon 
So we're an independent distributor. Okay. Um, boutique. We only deal with small companies that are against diversion, uh, which we all know is plaguing our industry yeah. and our, you know, and our bottom line at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I go out into salons. I promote a few different color lines as well as some wet lines, hair care lines, um, and education. Okay. The distributorship is owned and operated by licensed hairstylists. Ooh. So oh, that's cool. they care about the business of the stylist. So right. we're looking care you know, we're looking to take care of your all your needs when it comes to making money in the salon. Yeah. Education being a big portion of that. Okay. Cool. What yeah. what lines are there? I'm interested in <laughs> So we carry Aloxy, which is an Italian color line. Okay. I've, saw, I've um, seen it actually. It's popping up. Yes. Very beautiful color line. Uh, we also carry ID Hair. Um, oh, yeah. ID yes, Hair yes. Paint. Yep. They're, they're really, really working their, their way through the U.S. They're really huge over in the U.K. and in Europe. And uh, they're out of Denmark. Beautiful, beautiful line. They're great, under great two, um, I feel like, the like Cosmoprov like, umbrella. Because I feel like I've seen them in, like, Sally's or something. Nope. No, no, that's a. I think that's a, another line. Okay. But ID hair paint is strictly for professionals. Okay. Um, their tagline is you know for the for professionals only. Like they're not okay. they're okay. you know strictly not like, for the amateur. Right. That's what their tagline okay. is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not for the amateur. So if you're an amateur, you're not gonna want to be. Don't even try to come. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because you know. We're all about the hairstylists and having lines that you're not going to see in every single salon mm-hmm. or, you know, in Sally's or mm-hmm. in Cosmoprof or oh, okay. salon-centric. So you're going to set be set apart from a lot of the salons because everybody's running into salon-centric. Everybody's running into Cosmoprof. I mean, and I can't say that I don't do that myself as a right. stylist because, of course, you know, they all carry the stuff that they, you know, that we need. That we're using, right. Yeah. So, that's interesting because, this, so, well, you being one of the distributors, so that's the reason why you're going into the salon, so mm-hmm. they don't, we don't necessarily have to go to Danvers right. to get these certain products. Like, we would be able to order through you? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. That's good. So, I work for Aveda. Mm-hmm. And I am on the education sales end, so I'm going in, and it sounds like we're kind of using the same line. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, we're doing the for same professionals. Thing. Absolutely. Um, how much is education involved in your offer, or like a your new business? Well, it depends on you know what you're getting from us. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you buy into a color line, you automatically should get product knowledge. Um, you know, one-on-one on their color color line, their technology, and what it's going to benefit for you and your clients because you always want to know the features and benefits. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. So that's already built into it. Yeah. Okay. Are there, a, like, um, I guess, a continuing education? Like, are you also providing them with, like, the balayage classes, like the technique classes? Yes. Or is it how to use our product lines? Um, a little bit of both because mm-hmm. anytime you go to a class, you know, it's usually you know, based around some product line or right. some product company, whether it be Aveda, mm-hmm. you know, when you go into a salon, you're selling Aveda the product. Mm-hmm. You know, when I go in, I'm selling, 
or if I'm doing a class, I'm selling whatever product that I'm talking about at that time. Got it. So education and sales, they go hand in hand because, mm -hmm. you know, just like us behind the chair, you know, when you're talking about whatever product you're using on your client, you want them to take that home. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you base your conversation about whatever it is that you're using because at the end of the day, that's going to be more dollars in your pocket. Got it. Well, and I like the concept with, I feel like, what both of you guys are doing as far as, like, the sales and the education is you guys are handling both. Because sometimes when, you know, um, say, for instance, like, a character line that I've used before, it's like you're speaking to that rep, and they're like, okay, well, let's set you up with an educator. We'll be in contact with you weeks later. And then it's like now we're getting familiar with, like, another person. and But now it's just you guys are the actual face. Like, I'm the one who's selling to you, and I'm the one who's giving you the education. So I like that. Just the familiarity yeah. of, of that concept. So mine is just a little bit different okay. because I'm not necessarily sales. I'm I'm specific to education, color education. Mm -hmm. And we have sales partners that deal with the salon probably a little bit more in the way that you do. So if, if I had to categorize, and from what you're saying, if I had to categorize your sale, it would be... I don't want to say a hard sale, but it's in the moment, right? Whereas me on the education end, I'm delivering education, but it doesn't necessarily have to have a dollar amount attached to okay. it. It's it's if you're well, a partner they're with us. already they're partner. spending that money. Exactly. So if they weren't spending that money, they wouldn't be getting the education. Exactly. Um, we do have that type of structure as far as education when mm -hmm. you buy into our products, but you know we also have education classes so you can come into our salon uh, we have a list of classes that we do on Mondays so mm -hmm. right you know I get knowledge I mean color education is color education across the board so yep. it's being driven in over and over and over mm -hmm. again in different formulations everybody has a different formulation and you know converting them and you know that's the stuff that kind of like excites me yeah <laughs> so it, it's literally like day by day it's something new for you yes yes That's and cool. I'm going into different salons and I'm talking to different people and you know um building relationships mm -hmm. you know I always say I got into this industry because you know I like people I mean yeah them, like making them happy right. I like them making making them happy makes me happy so you know so and now your territory what does that entail as far as because if the distribute the center is in Danvers, are you mainly in that area, or is it like Massachusetts wise? Um, we're all through New England. Um, we have reps in different areas. I mean, I carry cat uh, cover a pretty wide territory because okay. um, I worked for them before a couple oh, of years okay. ago. And, um, are there reps under you? Is that how that's going? Like, are you over, and then there's reps under? No. Okay. No, we're all our own independent people and we go out there and okay. we're building a, bills, bleh, a business for ourselves within this structure so nice yeah. so what are the areas though like mainly that you go to like day to day i'm in oh, burlington woburn winchester lexington um, Milton, South Boston. I mean, I can do the whole Boston area probably yeah. up until about Milton. Um, I'm in Reading. Revere. 
Winslow. Which is that all over the place. It's particularly yeah. like writing and stuff. That must that that's like a familiar territory for yes. you because that's like your old stomping grounds as that's, far as that's where I work. Yeah, because <laughs> your studio and such yes. used to be out in that area. Mm -hmm. So I did mention that um, you had your um, studio as well, mm -hmm. something similar to like what I have the independent yep. studio. So talk a little bit about that. So I actually got into the studio thing because I'm a booth renter. I mean, when I got out of school, I went directly into booth renting. Okay. And uh, you bounce from salon to salon to yeah. salon. You know, in that stint, I had my own salon, so I had, like, a really good clientele. And I always say towels. Towels are, like, the bane of my existence <laughs> when it comes to a salon. What do you mean? <laughs> you know, I feel like I had... Up. No, like, I feel like I've had issues with owners over simple things like towels. Mm. Like what? I mean, like, well, <laughs> like they don't have them or they're you just know, like crappy towels? Not even that they're crappy towels, you know, just like, where are the towels? And like, <laughs> yeah. did you take my towels? Like, who takes towels? towels. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, I guess there are people who take towels. Because they're doing the clients on the you side. <laughs> You're like, if I'm going to take some, I'm going to take, take some. some, it's not going right. to be a towel. Right. Yeah. So I, from my experience, and you have to say, well, you worked at, at a hair school as well for a while so we've mm -hmm. all had that mm -hmm. that under our belt so I found that while in hair school there were a lot of people who were like I'm getting me a studio Miss Shay like or I'm right going like they yeah. didn't want to go into a salon to get a training program so explain how that was for you was it easy with that like to build a clientele did you already have a clientele going in school like well, I actually built my clientele in school. Well, mm. not built my clientele yeah. in school, but I left out of there with a good amount of clients. Okay. Mm. And a Which lot of them smart. followed me for a very long time. I mean, one of my clients, I mean, she's been with me. She was my model for state board, and oh, wow. I've been doing her hair till this day. Um, and how, side note, how long have you been in the industry? 22 years. Wow. So that means you've had that client for, for 22, 22 years. years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was That's in high school. amazing. She was in high school. Wow. I did her hair for the like semi formal or something like that. Right. But yeah. Nice. So and I mean she's a grown ass adult. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. <laughs> but we've been together forever and I feel like you know You grew with her. well she yeah. grew with you, like my daughter's twenty five. My clients have been with me when she since she was a baby. She was a baby. She was like three, four, five years old. Wow. With some of them. So wow. they've known her, her whole entire life. But I, I think we need to take a moment to talk about that. Like, I just think that they come out of hair school and they just expect it to just be there. And sometimes yeah. the mm -hmm. the way that you present yourself in hair school, I think I think we talked about this before. The way that you present yourself in hair school is going to follow into when you get absolutely in the and field. The, yeah. You know, yeah. I yeah. think they think that. As soon as like I graduate, there's gonna be this turning point in you. But you gotta build behaviors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Well, no, I had a lot of that experience because when I was in school, I mean, it was a completely different time. School is so much better now. Mm -hmm. School is so much better yeah. now. School is so much better. Now. <laughs> um, but when I was in school, I just had the mindset because I was a single mother. Mm. I needed to be able to have flexible times, and you know, I was like, all right. I'm going to start building and I'm going to go work for myself. But it was different because I was always told, build a clientele, rent a chair, you know. That was like instilled in That was instilled. Yeah. Everybody rented a chair. There wasn't 
a lot of like I'm gonna pay you hourly salons. Mm -hmm. There was a lot like there was supercuts and but they were still kind of like, you know, not a lot of people like uplifted going to a corporate type of salon where you're getting paid hourly because you can make a lot of money behind the chair. Yeah. Um, And that was my goal. That was my focus. So I found a salon that would, you know teach me 552 five, that was my 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 big salon when I was in school five, I trained there yeah, they were on that? Columbus Ave across I the street like from um is that right across the street from okay. Olive so okay. I was at 552 five, and that was like you know I learned how to do a really quick blow dry some beautiful curls that mm-hmm. will last you two weeks mm-hmm. and you know I just and how to build that relationship and you know Steve Bingham hey Timmy you know, all from five five two. Uh, they, you know, they were the ones that I started with, but they all rented chairs. And then I had um, other stylist, Onika, yes. who's here. Uh, she's done my hair over the years, uh, but she was young. She's younger than me, and she was like renting a chair and making that money and wow. doing her thing. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna rent a chair. I'm gonna make that money, and I'm gonna do my thing. You know, and that's what I did. I literally like, but I moved to. Burlington, so I found a salon in that area. So I built my clientele in Woburn. And 20 years ago, I was the only black stylist in Woburn. Wow. And that's what that's that's (laughs) positive because that is interesting. Because when I think of Woburn, I don't think of like highly populated with African American Mm -hmm. just residents in general. Mm -hmm. So you being that stylist, like you have the upper hand of yeah, you you have that versatility. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that's a, it's funny because actually in class today, um, one of the former directors of the school, he came back and he was talking to the students and he was like, um, it was, it back then it wasn't really, I guess, very fond of like the curriculum being like versatile. Mm-hmm. It was more on like, you learn perm, perm wraps, yep. you learn blow dry. Yep. Um, he's like, it wasn't really much of like the pressing of the hair and such. And he took it upon himself to actually learn that and really take on, like, relaxes and stuff so that when he went into the salon, him being a white man, but being able to do relaxes and the hot comb and stuff, and he was like, that was something that, you know, you learn at, like, the hair school at, like, Law Newton or something. You know what I mean? Um, But him being in a predominantly, like, white salon, he was able to do, like, all of that. And I feel like... That is kind of like a lost art, even just to this day of, oh yeah, you know, we, there's so many titles of like, oh, I'm a color specialist, I'm a dry cut specialist. And it's like, that's fine, but look how much you're, like, you're limiting yourself yes. and your money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, your money. You're putting yourself into a box yeah. and, you know, you have to stay there once you put yourself there. Um, I mean, not that you have to stay there, you can bust through it. Right. And, you know, I mean, I know for myself, I was in that for a while. I felt like I was in that, you know, rut of like, I mean, I, I do more than ethnic hair, but because I was the only black stylist in that area, even though I did have, you know, a wide range and a wide diverse clientele, mm-hmm. you know, most of my clientele is African American and, you know, I did relaxers like nobody biz- nobody's business but you know I also chose not to do um, hair extensions and braids mm-hmm. and all of that and it's huge now yeah. but you know 
now we're starting to have that backlash again where people are going natural yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, so, I mean, I can take that natural hair. I've always been like, hey, relax is not for everybody, right. you know, but natural is not for everybody either. Right. So, like, you know, now... I'm in my zone again, but, mm-hmm. like, relaxers? Like, I was the queen of relaxers. She did mine a time or two. Yes, I yes, yes. I those singers at the school. I mean, I love doing a relaxer. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just... It, that was my thing. I can do it with my eyes closed, but, you know. It's so funny that you said that about being in a box and being, like, you know, the one black person in, in Woburn, right? Because for me, I'm, like, the total opposite because I spend a lot of my time on Newberry Street. Mm-hmm. So even my friends, like, mm-hmm. some of the people that know me, they're like, oh, you don't do black people hair. I'm right. like, well, I do hair. So right. I could do you have hair, hair. Yeah, exactly. But people try to put you in a box, and it's hard because over time, you'll just look up at your clientele and you're like, when did this happen? Yeah. yeah. That was one of the things that I applauded about you, Kyra, behind the chair when we worked together, is that you brought in that diverse mm-hmm. into our salon, and it was something that I wanted to do, but for some reason I looked up one day and I was like, well, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I, I think that's box. what happened yeah. to me. I kind of looked up and I was like, oh my God, I'm like doing the same thing over and over mm-hmm. again. And of course, we were artistic. We want to kind of, we want to bust through the box. Yeah, we want to switch your stylus. Yeah. I get that backlash all the time, particularly me being in Needham. Mm. What? Oh, you're in Needham. I'm like, okay. And you see have me, hair, I'm like, though. yeah, Needham. I'm like, yeah, you want to be in Needham yeah, because I'm there's like, not a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, and that's why I'm like, you mentioned Onika, like when Onika came um, into the studios where I'm at, um, when uh, there's another stylist, Daniel, a black mm-hmm. male, like yeah. I'm like, yes, like yes. it doesn't, uh, an area should not define of who can come into right. where, yeah. right? Um, and how you said, at the end of the day, if you have hair, like I will style you. It doesn't matter where I'm at. Now... I do think that's the level of stylist that we are right here. Mm-hmm. Because even for me going into different salons, I'll say, oh, can you do a blow dry? And they're like, oh, my God, her hair is curly. And no, honestly, yeah. and, and, and I say to people, I'm like, listen, where we are today, let's just talk racially. Like, everyone's mixing and matching. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to say it in the nicest <laughs> way. But we're all mixing, yeah, mingling, and matching. Yeah. So the reality is... That straight, easy hair might not be so relevant in the next few years. Right. So branching out and learning how to do that texture. And I think you can even see that wave with companies. Because even my company, I love Aveda. I've been been with Aveda for 12 years and I use all their products. Mm -hmm. But a lot of my friends are like... Those products are not for my hair. And I always have to explain to them that they are. They are. But now but the marketing didn't match it now the marketing is matching it because they understand the texture that's coming into play and they understand the natural hair movement so it's like one of those things where you gotta learn or you're gonna get left behind Mm -hmm. honestly and honestly with me like I feel if you could do an African American woman's hair you You could could do do anything (laughs) no flip side too and I have to speak (laughs) out like that like that fine fine lip hair to yeah. actually make that look Something. good that's, that's hard yeah. as well yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the easy is everyone in between yeah but if it's super textured or in no texture 
that's your heart. Right. That's your heart. That's, like, imagine that's trying that's to cut, like, some layers in someone who has, like, stick straight hair. Yeah. And I, I have... <laughs> Two clients. It's horrible. Like, oh, you're on my book. All right. Yeah. I'll see her on Friday. Blend, 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 and blend some more. Try to convince her to get like a blonde color. You want to just do a blonde? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and me, I would be like, okay, let's do a perm. Yeah, you know, let's give you some texture. Yeah, let's get some texture in there. Yeah, but you know what? A lot of people don't do perms now. Not a lot of people do. And see, and this is what I preach to my students. You're missing out. Exactly. (laughs) I preach to my students all the time because they hate when it comes to chemical texturizing um, module. And I'm like, forget the keratin, forget the relaxer. I'm like, if you can get a perm in your chair, number one. The Everything price wants. point that you could put yeah. on there, mm-hmm. and the fact that like you're probably like one of the few who you're does it in that area, yeah. they're definitely gonna come back to you. Yeah, like that's easily like right there, like hundred and twenty five dollars. Like, and that's just the perm. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. That's not including if you're doing an Olaplex in there, if you're doing a cut, <clears throat> if you're doing. Color. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's just the basis. And perms are really look, and I I'm a victim yeah, to that. I don't do perms a lot. Me neither. But it's just honestly, really, too, just the clientele that I have built though it doesn't really kind of call for that. Like you know, like perms are, it's that older woman. Um, it's, not always though. It's not always, not but always. that's what I'm saying. It's some like um, you get like the Asian clientele, mm. um, or you're saying like adding that texture in someone's yeah. hair. But it, it's not really kind of like. That everyday type of styling, type of client. But the great thing about perms, like I love perms, um, you can use so many different things to create that texture and different types of texture. You know, you don't even have to call it a perm. You know, yeah. you call it a jerry curl. <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> my pseudo jerry. My father, and we pulled some pictures like Kurt, honey. He rocked that bad boy. To okay, the I'll tall. tell you, I was doing jerry curls up until about eight years ago, and yeah, I had to say I couldn't find it anymore. <laughs> like nobody selling wave nouveau, no one selling <laughs> wave curl. Wave like wave by design, I could only get it when. I is that right? Like, you uh, can't find it everywhere. So I literally had to talk them into, like, doing something different. Like, okay, we got to get, we can't do the curl. Yeah. Oh can't do gosh. the curl. But, yes. When I was younger, I, I called my mom because I had spent, like, a year in Florida when my mom moved to Boston with me. She she left me there to, like, mm-hmm. get herself established. And um, I called her. She always says this. She's like, when you called me and said... Can I get a Jerry curl? She was like, Oh, I gotta go get my baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on up in there. I gotta go get my baby. <laughs> no, I can't. But I wanted, wanted one. the Jerry curl because I was thinking on my way here and I you know, I've been wearing my hair natural yeah. and I was and I keep calling myself Ola Ray when I was little. <laughs> I remember the Michael Jackson thriller yeah. video yeah. came out and she yep. was doing and that yep, that's why I was tripping. and I wanted to look <laughs> like Ola Ray because she was with it's Michael brilliant. Jackson like <laughs> Um, okay, and my mother was, was like, song? oh, hell no, Thriller. No, yeah. no, no, the song from, um, Come so Into a- Glow. Oh, So Glow. So Glow. Yeah, no, I Come wanted that. Come up the couch with the wet stain <laughs> in the back. Can I tell you that I know, like, all the words to that song? <laughs> One of my really close friends, like, she, I swear, like, her funeral is going to be, like, Coming to coming America. Coming to America. Like, she lives by Coming to America. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm like surprised that. actually she hasn't had like a birthday party themed of it or something. Like, 
She I wanna go buy it. I wanna go with you guys. I'm gonna show do I know like her wedding the ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Yo oh, my Hit it girl <laughs> Hit it girl <laughs> This is shine through Glass number three everyone This is what glass number three does it is, to you I swear you always put extra glasses on me No This, this is, is number two This is three It's two I feel like it's three but It's two point three <laughs> That <laughs> is two point five <laughs> That is two point five But it's two point three <laughs> Right Y'all know Shay's good for pre-gaming Oh gosh No I was at work today actually what that mean? I don't drink while I'm at work. Okay. I really okay. don't, actually. You can't teach and drink. I can't even teach and be hungover. Like, okay. I can... As a stylist, right? I was taught... This is so bad, but I'm going to say it. By one of my mentors, Kim. I was going to say, this has to be a Kim. has to be a Kim story, <laughs> but... So Kim always told me, she's like, if you can't do hair while hungover, like if I come in the next day from hanging out with her, I'm like, oh, okay, hungover. She'd be like, if you can't do a hungover, then I guess you don't know how to do hair. Mm-hmm. Like she was just very blunt about it. You know, it was like, she she's the one who taught me, it doesn't matter what you do at night, you are at work the next, the next day. day. Like yes. if you can't and that's not even, it. And honestly, I feel like that's just for anything. That's not yes. even just for hair. Like, that's for life. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you know, a lot of people will go out and then they're like calling out the next day. Yeah. Yeah. No. Not in the hair industry because if you want to make mm-hmm. money, you have to show up. Yeah. Particularly and for partiers. and particularly for that client that day. Like it's not like, oh, can you come in tomorrow? Like clients literally base their life around their Their beauty appointments right Mm -hmm. if i'm going away i'm like okay i know i need to go get my hair done i need to go get my nails done yada 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 like if my nail tech was to call me and be like i need to move your nail appointment no 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 girl if they do that to my weave appointment after i've taken my weave (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah nah i'll go where you at i'll pull up to you right like it's okay Oh, you had to go to the emergency room real quick? I'll sit oh, in the waiting room there. with you. Yes. Yes. Yep. You could do it right here. <laughs> yeah. You want me to walk around with this weak fro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something. That I'm, is true. Because I've been just for so long. <laughs> oh, no. That is true. Like, it, it definitely depends. But funny story. So, I don't know if you know or don't know. Um, I had went to Atlanta for Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And came back. Luckily, that Monday was, I think president's day so we didn't have school so i was like all right that's fine like i'll just take a flight back tuesday morning i had to be in at 12 noon right so i'm like oh i got this like i'll just take like a five six o'clock flight in the morning i'm good i'm cool it's super bowl weekend okay yes the super bowl was sunday but they were still partying literally left the club i had to tap my cousin by they you mean you <laughs> as well yeah that's what yes you okay no, I, was I just held, wanted to clarify i was held hostage whatever i had to tap them we were sitting in our booth i'm like yo it's three o'clock our flight is at 5 15 like we gotta go like yeah. we gotta go like right now yeah literally mind you we didn't even have our bags in the trunk of the car we oh had to go gosh. back to my friend's house to get our stuff then go to the airport. 
I'm literally seeing, we're running through like, wait, where's TSA? Okay, right there. All right. We in the line talking all crazy. I had a big, va- the tall Voss water, like mm. chugging it. I'm like, yo, I got to flush this out of me. And I you had to go to work that day? I had to go to work that day. I leaned Teaching in. or care? Three days of alcohol. Teaching. <laughs> I cannot teach Hongo. Right? Teaching. Mind you, my father picked me up from the airport. So I get in the car like, hey, daddy, what's going on? All right, I'm ready. Come on, drop me off. It's the day of the parade. Oh, no. So he had to let me off by Tufts Medical. Oh. <laughs> I'm like rushing through. I see Brady real quick take a picture. And then I shout, hey, guys, you missed me. Let's get this lesson going. Like, they're like, Miss, you had a real good weekend. Mm-hmm. Not a real good one. It was like, Miss Hunter needs to go to the Super Bowl. Right, for all of Because you know, any other time I'm in there like, all right, let's go. Boom, boom, boom. I'm in there like, all right. Like, you oh. want to take a moment? You want five minutes? Go ahead. <laughs> you got five minutes to yourself. Like, they look like, what the fuck? Student exchange yeah. for everybody. Everybody on everybody a Tuesday. Student exchange. On a Tuesday. <laughs> yes, that, I felt like I was in, like, college all over again. Like, running through the airport. Mm. Getting, like, literally getting on the flight at, like, the skin of our teeth. Like, last call. Hunter, passenger, Hunter, we're closing the gate in three minutes. Like, oh, no, 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 I'm right here. I'm right here, right here, right here, right here. Yes. <laughs> so I have a question, kind of, it's a spin, but what are these state board meetings? Like, how? what is that, and how does that work? State board I'm meetings. I'm starting to go. Oh, good, I'll see you at the next yep, one. Yep, I'll be there Tuesday. So, April. Yeah, April. So all the state board meetings are the second Tuesday of every month. Mm-hmm. Um, very uh, informative. 1000 Washington Street. 1000 Washington Street. It's on the first floor. You go in, give your license, uh, well, your picture ID. And they'll let you just go in. It's open to the public. Um, I will say the earlier you get there, the better, because you never know when they're going to let the public in. And they ne- you never know how long it's going to be, mm. but, um... And what time do they typically start again? I would say get there, like, 10. Yeah. I believe it's start, I believe they it's start, start at, at 10. like... Yeah, they start at 10, but, um... The people on the board are there earlier. Yeah. So... Right across from the Ink Block apartment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How would you get on the state board? So, there has to be a seat open... And you have to go through, like, a vetting process. You have to do, I, I think it's, like, an essay. Um, because resume. it's, it's you very... You have to fit a criteria yeah. of what they're looking for for whatever seat was gone. Um, because it's, like, connected to the legislature mm. of the state. So it's not just, like, you know what I mean? It's not just, like, a regular job position. Like Yeah, like, you don't get paid for it. <laughs> but, um... You know, you definitely have a say in what's going on in state board. Yeah, and, yeah. I have and you're to say, in the know. Yeah, definitely shout out to Erin Pearson of Assembly Erin's because she's on the oh, state board. Oh, she is. She is a member. She represents us as hairstylists. She represents us as black women. That, um, yeah. In business. I feel comfortable um, with that now. There's another woman who used to work for Empire. Her name is Amanda Donna. She's on the board. She owns a beauty school in East Boston. Oh, okay. And um, she tapped, like, going back to earlier, you know, tapping into a specific market. Like, Mm. 
super smart. She tapped into the Latino market in East Boston where there's a ton of stylists that are out there that are unlicensed. Mm. They're licensed in their country, but they can't pass the state board because maybe they don't know English yeah. or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. So she does state board prep, and she oh, prepares, nice. you know, if you have a license in your country, but, you know, when you're working illegally or whatever it is, you know, she will get you licensed. That's oh. nice. Yeah, she's, you know, she's she's worked so market. hard to, you know, there are stylists that are working that, you know, they don't have a social security number. Mm-hmm. And you need a social security number yeah. to get your license or to be licensed by the state. But she did something and she's... Got her salon, I mean, her school up and running. She's doing well. I think she's on, like, year four or five. But oh, she's cool. on the board as well. I think that should be your professional shout-out because that's, that, like, talk about giving back to your community. Oh, yeah. No, Amanda Donis, um, yeah. What's this, do you know the school name? East Boston Beauty School. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh... What like kind of wine does she like? What kind of wine does she like? I don't know if she drinks. Um, I've never really drinking with her, but mm. we can pour her water as we drink. She'll drink water. Yes, yes, no. Um, but yeah, no, she did the damn thing as far as like, you know, saying, okay, this is my goal and this is what I'm going to do because we worked together at the school for a couple of years and, you know, she was like... Was she in Malden? She was in Malden. Okay. And uh, yeah, she did the damn thing. She's That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the board, the um, the board meetings. I'm like excited to start to go because, um, it's pretty much been non-attentive, um, yeah. for a couple of months. <laughs> um, so I have like voice of like there needs to be a representative. No, there needs to be a representative, especially for the students at this time right yeah. now. Because um, I know there are some changes that are coming. Lots of changes that are going to be coming. Um, Particularly for students or just for stylists in general? Stylists in general. I mean, I think every stylist, not just here in Massachusetts, but across the board, um, should be going to their state board meetings because we need to have our voice because then we're upset and trying to get a petition signed so that mm-hmm. our licenses aren't being taken away. Like, our industry is going in this turn where they don't respect us as mm-hmm. hairstylists, as business owners, as people who are educated. We might not be educated in... Like a bachelor's degree. Right, but, yeah. but no. I have a damn bachelor's degree. Right, I got right. a freaking master's. Too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been in it for a long time, and we invest a lot of money yeah, we do. to become hairstylists, to become a master at our craft, mm-hmm. to just stay up on current trends that are constantly changing. So, you know, we are educated. We're, <laughs> more, aren't, isn't it, we're more certified than, like, is it an electrician? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, we have to put in more hours as far as, like, cosmetology school. So, a lot of different states, and it's not mass, but especially when I was in North Carolina, I knew this. You had to get a certain amount of continuing education yes. classes. We don't have to that get your To continue to have your license. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's a lot of states, they do that. But here in Massachusetts, we don't do that. Um, but that doesn't make us any less Less. educated than other states. I think, actually, people in Massachusetts put a lot of 
money into education and making sure that they stay current because, you know, we're in Boston with a bomb, but we're not like a Hello. New York or a Chicago yeah. or a Miami. Like, we don't even have a lot of hair shows that come to Boston anymore. Right. So, you know, and education kind of miss over us sometimes. We have to travel to New York to get it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know... Like the IBS show a couple the, of weeks ago. Right, right. And we used to have IBS here in Boston. Yeah. So, you and know... And we are a major city. It's, I we are a major why, city. Why all those things are skipping over us? Because even from a Diabeta standpoint, a lot of the education, educational conferences and things that they hold, they're not doing them in Boston, in Boston because we're not getting that attendance. That doesn't mean that we're not going to classes because we do. It's just the eventing. I feel like we're lacking on. I think that Boston. Well, Massachusetts in general, we're a very, we're a very conservative state, right? Yeah. So number one to just even get such a type of trade show to happen, they have to jump through hoops, right? As far as a lot of like licensures that has to take place, um, you know, like vending licenses and things of that nature. Um, but then also too of we're just so conditioned of traveling. So yeah. that if something does come to Boston, we kind of are like sketchy. Like, <laughs> prime example, one that you had posted on your social media, Teta. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes the natural and, man one. Yeah, and I was like, I mean, number one, it's on a Saturday. So I'm like, <laughs> clearly it's not run by anyone in the industry. You know what's so funny is because after I posted it, <laughs> I posted it before I even looked at yeah. what day that follow, follow, you know, fall, yeah. fell on. And then I looked at it, and then you had posted. You was like, "Yeah, I guess I won't be going because it's on a Saturday." It's on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, like it, and that's like the like, and I'm sure that would probably be a great event, but it's not going to be highly attended for industry professionals right. because it's on a Saturday. On a Saturday. So it's like things of that nature of like. We kind of had a rebuttal. And it's in Holyoke, so it's like, okay, oh, where is Holyoke? Yeah. So if you're from Boston and you're in where you're going to tap into yeah. that natural market. They could at least do it like Worcester. Well, I mean, even Worcester, but like... Nobody's traveling Nobody's there. going there. And then you kind of think also, it's like, well, it's not in Boston. Because so. Boston is a city, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's not in Boston. So like, for me, like, let's say I lived in, I don't know. Quincy or like Hingham or something yeah. like that. Am yeah, I yeah, going yeah. to Holyoke? No, right. Like no. it would be better for me to be like, oh, I'll, or the Cape. I'll go to the seaport. If I'm on the Cape. I'd yeah, rather go. Convention center. Yeah, I would go yeah. someplace like that. And I think that's one of the points of our podcast is so that we can start bridging the gap between all of the different mm-hmm. Boston stylists. Absolutely. One of our goals is to have like different meetups and have different events where everyone can come. And, you know, for now, it might not be educational. It's going to be more of a, you a know, meet and greet session. networking and yeah. event. And hopefully down the line, um, Kyrie, you can put your blessing on it since you speak things into <laughs> I existence. I speak things into existence, It can guys. be more educational yeah. and, and we can bring in those type of scenarios. I mean, and I think a meetup is just a great start because if you think about it, there's not many opportunities for black business owners, stylists to come together yeah. and more in an uplifting way, not to, I don't want to make money off of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to share what I know with you 
freely because you want to know what we're in this together right. we're all in the same industry you know you see a lot and hear a lot of people online talking about like I'm not giving my services for free like or you said I'm not going to pay $900 to go to a class like right. I had that instance like yeah I want to learn how to I want to see how you do your thing but I don't know if I'm willing to give you that type of money when you're not going to really give me anything that I don't already know. Mm. True. You're going to show me different ways of doing it, but I'm it's like, like I and know not that it, you shouldn't but show be making money. Angle. I don't think that you shouldn't be making money off of it. I just think that like we should be sharing with one right. another. Yeah. You know, well, this industry. Like, I love social media for that because. People are sharing freely, and I I came from a time where people aren't even telling you like what products they're using on, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I want when you ask me a question, I'm gonna tell you everything: what I used, where I got it from, how much I paid for it, and because is, that's that's what we should be doing as right. an industry because that's how we're gonna grow. Right. We grow together and not like. And that's interesting how you brought that up because I don't know if you, Shay, uh, recall like the interview we had with um, Sarah a couple of weeks ago where we were talking about like color formulations, right? Mm-hmm. Someone, you'll post your finished look, whether it be a color, a style, up to whatever, and it's like, oh my goodness, that's gorgeous. Like, what do you, what did you use? And it's like become this like top secret information. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you share that color formula with me, I'm not going to be able to take that same formula and put it on the next guest and get the same results. I just want to understand your train of thought right. and how you got to that. And it'll give, me a different, right, it'll give me a different perspective of like, okay, like she used more of that ash. Like I'm kind of scared of using ash, but knowing that she used a little bit more, like she got that result. Like, okay, maybe I should step up my ash game a little bit. <laughs> yep. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's about bridging the gap, right? Because even with going from different salons, salons have their culture. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, it's bridging the gap from that Dorchester, Mattapan, Roxbury yep, yes. to this Newberry, yep. South End, yep, yep. you know, North End, because there's so much that we can learn from yes. one another. From one another, mm-hmm. right? And as and as just Boston in general, like I mean, let's just be honest, Boston people are overly proud of being from Boston. Yes. Yeah, we are. So why not uplift us as a whole? Like we're women, we're hairstylists. Mm-hmm. And we're the shit. Yeah. Right? Why can't we be the sports fans for <laughs> hairstylists salon industry, yes. right? Imagine, I'm down for that. Imagine I'm down if I go to Atlanta like, I'm a hairstylist, and I'm around X amount of hairstylists, and we are just the shit because we do bob cuts all day, every day. <laughs> like, imagine if that was, like, our vibe that we give off for our Patriots. Yeah. For yes. our Celtics yes. players. Yes. Like, I'm with that because I think... Most people who are in that industry, uh, are in our industry, we have that love Mm -hmm. for the industry. Because honestly, if we didn't, we wouldn't be in it. Right. We're going to fucking be crazy. Mm -hmm. But, um, and we are. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Our minds are ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) And we do have that fanatical way about us about hair it's just about tapping into it and making it come reality so you're gonna put that into an existence yes. <laughs> i'm gonna be right there with y'all yeah, so, rocking t-shirts <laughs> i'm going into salons all the time so we can be like <laughs> all together together all together <laughs> so just know guys by the summertime we will have a launch aka networking event 
that is going to bring out at minimum 50 salon industry professionals. I'm with that. Let's okay. toast to that. Toast to that. Toast. Yes. I'm with that. Yes. Yes, yes. Lovely. All right. So I guess one of the things, because you've been in a lot of different positions, mm-hmm. what has been your favorite? I mean, I love what I do right now. Um, I do love going into the salons. My favorite position, I'd have to say, was when I first started working with Sexy Hair. Mm. Okay. Because that, like, opened up a whole entire new world for me. That's where I learned uh, more about sales and about education Mm -hmm. and that gap and coming together and making more money Yeah, Mm -hmm. behind the chair in the salon, all of that. Um, Training was awesome. You meet a lot of people. I think just being in this industry, that's... That's the fun. That's the fun. I mean, you know, I love what I do. I love who I am because I am a stylist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think my whole career has probably been really fun because it's been... That's a great answer. Very interesting. I mean, I've been a booth renter. I've been a salon owner. I've been a suite owner. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been an employee. I've been an educator in a school, an educator for a manufacturer, like, but that's what this industry is, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think once I got from behind the chair and realized that there was, like, a whole new world out there for me, I wanted to kind of taste everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Sexy Hair was, like, so much fun. I that's have, like, nice. lifelong friends, you know, from that, but, um, you know, and my life continues to come full circle. I mean, I definitely have had really great times in the school, and... Yeah. You know, the school is really what opened me up. So I think each part of my life and the career is what it was supposed to be to make my life fulfilling. For that moment. For that moment. moment. And, uh, you know, I've enjoyed the whole entire ride. I'm still riding it through, you know. Um, I was in a salon the other day. The guy was 87 years old. Wow. And he was looking for somebody to, like, come and take over. But he was in there, and he had clients coming through, and we were just chatting it up. And... You know, he's like, I'm not going to buy any product from you because I'm, like, 87 years old. What the fuck am I going to do with your product? Mm -hmm. But, you know, just having conversation with somebody who's been in the industry that long. And, you know, I mean, he knows when he was there when Paul Mitchell was first created. You know what I mean? He's been around. He's been around. So, like, he was giving me, you know, some education on the industry, which, like, there's no shortage of, mm-hmm. you know, That's no true. matter which way you go, whether it be like products and schools and friggin' hair color. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about um, Goldwell and the technology. I mean, they've had the same, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just all of all of that and like new companies coming up. See, and that's that again. That's what I love about our industry. And we're like we're literally artists, like in our like we can't stay stagnant. Particularly this newer form of salon professionals, where there's just so much out there to offer us. We shouldn't stay stagnant no. either. Like nobody should be stuck behind the chair for eighty years. Like nobody should be stuck behind the chair for eighty years. Unless that's just what so you much. want. Unless that's what you want. And if that's, but, even yeah. if that's what you want. You're not, you're doing so much behind that chair that's different. You know what I mean? So, I mean, because, and the only reason why I interrupted you on that is because I remember when I started in the industry, I grew up, 
I grew up with my mom, like, and and so all her friends were hairstylists, and they were just like the girls, like you know yeah. what I mean. They had they were the the hot girls, mm. like they, they were all the cool girls. They had like the bags and the purses. It was like if you're a hairstylist. You're above, and yes. that's how I grew up. Hairstylists yep, were like the best thing out here mm-hmm. on these streets, and they worked behind the chair yeah. every day. It wasn't about you know being the biggest or doing this person's hair and that right. star's hair. It was about being doing a hair. community like leader, and that's what I looked for. So like my that. beginning game was like, I'm just gonna walk down the street and be the shit, and like throw my bags around because that's what I thought a hairstylist yeah. was like heels boots leather fur like <laughs> that is I, I have that same like image because I remember f- probably from like 10 11 years old I was starting to be in the hairdresser like every two weeks because mm-hmm. that was the time that um I came to live with my father so single parent who was a male He's like, I don't know how to do your hair like you. Where did you get your hair done back then? I was (laughs) at um, Leanna's in Dudley. Leanna did my hair too. Listen, Leanna's, Leanna with um, Mercedes and all, like, it never failed. I loved her. Um, She had the dispensary in the back, but that wasn't dispensary for, like, her store shop. That's where all the kids went until she called you out and it was time to get your hair done. Mm -hmm. I would never forget for, um, I think I was going into my freshman year, so I had to have, like, that fresh roller set. And I was in the salon until, like, 11 o'clock at night. And But that was the culture. That was, like, what it was. I see girls to this day going through the neighborhood, and it was, like, we basically grew up together because we grew up together in, in the salon. salon. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I never really hung out with her outside of the salon, but when we connected in the salon, we connected in the salon. Like, I'm going to see you next yes. Saturday, 12 o'clock. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, who's getting in first? Who's going to go um, across the street to Silver Slipper to get us the yeah, grits so, yeah, and the yeah, sweet yeah. tea? <laughs> who's going to Dunkin' Donuts? Like, that was the culture and the vibe, which... I love, you know what I mean? And in some sense, I kind of do miss that connection. But then again, it's like, I love that I can just close my studio door. And yeah. we would oh, just be in like the guest. Like, it's, it's, I definitely do miss that portion of it. Like, sometimes I love, like, when I love when my daughter will ask me, like, oh, can I come with you to the salon today? And I'm like, it's a Saturday, I'm about to be busy. But I'm like, no, like, yep, come, yeah. come tag along. She'll be in the break room. She's walking around talking to everybody in the different studios, like, just for her to get that feel. So, like, when she does get older, like, I grew up in my mother's salon. Like, yeah. granted, I may not have actual employees around, but, like, she knows everyone in the building. Yeah. She's able to be on her own. I'm sitting here. I'm like, Kylie, the towels is getting low. Okay, <laughs> She'll take my towels and go put yeah. them in the washing machine and dry it. You yeah, know what I mean? Now who's the mandated that. reporter? <laughs> <laughs> I Free feed light her light. and love <laughs> food or roof over her head. I ain't putting her, her in a truck. And you wiped She was sick. Right? <laughs> I wiped her and she shitted on me plenty of times. Oh my gosh. So. Let's not do that. Why? Yeah, That's the reality of having Yeah, no, kids. my daughter had no desire to do hair. No? She went to, she went, she started off in cosmetology at her vote and... Mm-hmm. After I'd say about a week, she was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Not, no, like girls, I'm done. not like girls. I don't want to be around them." She went to construction. <laughs> See, it's funny. That's why I actually keep a mannequin in my studio because of my daughter. That's because yeah. I would be like, I would practice, and I feel like, particularly to the last few years, my practice I'm getting of being in the school. 
But I'm like, I really wasn't like practicing in the studio. And one day she came and she's like, why don't you have like one of those doll things? I was like, what? For her to play with? Yeah, she's like, can you put a mannequin in here? You so the mannequin of them at the school. I know, right? <laughs> Actually, the mannequin that right before you left the school, that mannequin that I have is the one that you gave me. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was going on Amazon and I was like sixty dollars, eighty dollars. Wow. No. I was like, I'm gonna just take this one that she gave me from the school. That's fine. I hope the school don't bill me. Don't listen, EEG. Don't send me an invoice. So, <laughs> they're going to send no, it to you. that's payment for the shit you The put stuff up. that I enjoy. Yeah. So, that's for the uh, months of abuse. Wait, so, when, at, towards, like, the end, we always ask, like, these two questions. These are, like, our two, like, kind of staples. Yeah. So, the first question is, if you had one product that you could not live without, what would it be? I'd have okay. I would have to say the one product I cannot live without is sexy hairs, um, tri wheat leave in conditioner. Yes. What is it called? It's the well. It used to be the soy, soy tri wheat leave in conditioner, the, yeah. but it's the tri wheat leave in conditioner. Um, it's, it's one of the their, first products that I ever used for sexy hair. Line. Yep, it's in there. And it has like a brown line. pump. Nope, black no black. No, it used to have a brown pump oh, okay. back in the day with the new packaging. It's a it's a brown I pump. I, know it. I mean, black it's a black pump. pump. But um, I've been probably using that product for about nineteen years. It's one of the first products I used of theirs. It's one of the products that I fell in love with. I have the actual soul. I use the soul touchable. Oh, spray from spray. that line. Oh my god. Yeah, I, that's hair spray from that that's, line. That's that's another product that I absolutely love too. Mm. Oh, weatherproof. I can't live without that. What's weatherproof? Weatherproof. 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 Woo! Oh that one will change. Look it, I'm sweating. <laughs> I spray it in all my sweat points because like it blocks out humidity. Yes, it's so literally yes. Body like a on your body. Like it's the bomb ass product. I can't live without it. Anytime um, a anytime a client is saying she's on vacation, you're leaving with it. Products. Weddings, you give it to your client. I mean, what is it called again? Weatherproof. Weatherproof. It's it's a. I'm handing Shay the bottle oh my from my retail so shelf. You literally have to love that now, yes. and because you know, I don't. Can I, do I no longer room? work for Sexy, even though I will ever forever love them. Um, that is, I love them, but I'm rocking the curly hair, so. My favorite curl product right now mm -hmm. is Curls and Kisses from Fade 4. It's a very small line. You okay. can get it at New England Salon Solutions. But it's probably one of the nicest curl creams that I ever use. It defines it. It gives it a beautiful shine. It makes it soft. And you can pretty much cocktail it with anything. That's what you have in your hair right now? Yes, among okay. some other things. But that is what like tames the curl. Like If I don't put that in, I can tell the difference. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Nice. So those are my, I mean. Those I are her, like, five. Those are, right. like, Instead five. of one. There's not one product. Instead of one. No, I, there'll never be one because I'm a. See, this is I'm the a problem with hairstyles. I'm, I'm so extra. It. Yeah, no, I'm definitely <laughs> extra when it comes to the product. And that's why I went back to selling yeah. product because I love, 
you know, I love shampoos, I love hairsprays, I love, you know, oil sheen. I used to call myself the oil sheen queen back in the day. She had the blue magic going all through your roller fat. You know, no, my favorite, and I used to sell a ton of it, is the organic stimulants. The olive oil? I got that in my cabinet. No, but I don't like the new one. The old school one was so much better. It was lighter. It was lighter, and I used to sell it because I would say, you know, it has that ultra-fine mist, and it goes into the shaft of the hair and not just sits on it and look like that oil slick. No, this makes your hair look and feel healthy. She's still, she's still, she's still reciting that elevator sweet But look at that's, like, that was, like, I used to sell a lot of it, and I used to get it from Sally's yep. and resell it. They could get it themselves, but, like, if you could sell something that somebody could get themselves, hey, like, then you know, like, means. that's where you need to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a yeah, salesperson no. at heart. I am a salesperson I'm at so heart. I'm so bad at when it. When I tell stylists, because the stylists, one thing I hear all the time, like, I'm not a salesperson, or my stylists are like, I'm not a salesperson. You're an you educator. yourself. Every single day to your You're clients. selling services. You, you're selling your clients. You're selling them to come back to you. Yeah. Your talent, your personality. Because like usually that. it's not even your talent that they want. It's your personality. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I tell people you're all the time. all the time. I'm like, I know there are thousands of hairstyles out there who are way better than me. But yep. the fact that I create this environment for them, mm-hmm. that's what they're coming back Absolutely. for. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, y'all, she, she's sitting there pouring her own wine. She is. Oh, yeah, there. I'm in here. I mean, she's she on the, the couch. is flowing. She's on the couch. <laughs> Listen, shop therapy. You guys need to come in here and make it your home yeah. and have fun. Yeah, no, us. no, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling at home. I, I need to be invited back. I think I should be For like sure. the third host. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna come back like every three episodes. And I'm gonna come like, with hey, my own microphone, right? Because right? I feel like I should have one and just be talking. Reporting into it. live <laughs> from, from the shop therapy That's crazy. Um, the, the so the last question. Okay. What do you do for wellness? Mm-hmm. Wellness. Yeah, like how do you relax? I think relax. Yeah, you're like oh what is God, that? What is that? I don't Can you spell know. that? What is the definition? Oh, you know what I do for relax? My favorite Riesling, because we're drinking Riesling, <laughs> is relax. So, so that's why she's so, so relaxed right now. I like that's how, how I, I relax. Too. You know? I relax with relax. I relax with relax. Um, I don't relax. Um, I feel like I'm always on the go, and I think that's like a total hairdresser thing, because someone said, you know, ADHD, um, HD at the end stands for hairdresser. Oh! So ADHD. <laughs> um, that's shout out to Stephen Melito. He owns Savannah Salon up in, like, upstate New York. Okay. We're going to change the name <laughs> of the episode. HD. <laughs> yes, yes. So that makes um, sense. I mean, in your personal life too, you have a younger son. I have, yeah, I don't relax. Her husband is about to open up like a phenomenal restaurant. Like yes. you guys have a lot going on. Yes, she and you have an older daughter. I do. I have a twenty-five and I have a five-year-old. So I haven't relaxed in years. Ten years. Um, and thankfully, twenty, I'm 20 years. What the? I'm bad at. Yeah. <laughs> twenty years. And thankfully. I'm in this industry that allows me to, you know, continue to be, be flexible, yeah. be flexible, you know, do what I love, you know, entertain the masses, you know what I mean? Because I 
definitely entertain my clients when mm-hmm. I'm there. Yeah. Uh, that's what I think that's yeah. a lot of the job is entertaining Absolutely. her, I guess. It is. I mean, have you ever fixed a haircut? And they're like, I went to the same person for 30 years. And, you know, they just never give me what I want. And it's... You know, you're going because you really like yeah. that person. Mm-hmm. It's about the relationships that you build. I had a client check me one time where she's like, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm like, She's like, no, this Something's wasn't up. you today. And I really had to, like, check myself, like, she don't give a goddamn what's going on. In my, and I don't, like, I really had to look back. I'm like, I don't know what it is, you know, what came over me that day. But at the end of the day, she was like, I don't care what is going on with you in the outside world, but I need hairstylist Kyra here right now. Yes. Well, you have to be present during your appointments because this is what the guest has come to expect from you. That's what they're paying for. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. That was a great interview. So typically in this part, it's called Shop Talk, and this is where we get listener letters, people to write in, they ask questions. So I'll do the more juicier one, um, just for uh, the sake of entertainment. So it says, I had a guest this Saturday who received a parking ticket and demanded that the salon pay for it. Mm. What would you do? Mm. You think that's on the salon? It could be. I mean, no, because if you've been coming to my salon, you know the parking situation. Mm. Uh, and I, I don't know. It depends on who the client is, first off. Okay? Yes. And it so depends if, on the situation. And yes. it depends on the situation. So, one, if it's a client that has been coming to me forever and, you know... She's got a free ticket. Yeah. That's my, yeah. I might pay for that ticket, but I think... I'm going to beat them at the path because they're going to know if you come to me and there's a parking situation, you're going to know the parking situation before you come to me. So there's not going to be a surprise if it's a new client that doesn't know. Usually if there's a parking situation, when you come into the salon, I'm going to be like, oh, you might not want to park over there because they ticket. Um, Or make sure that you plug into your phone, park Boston. (laughs) I'm in... Reading, park reading, whatever it is, but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna let my clients know beforehand, so I don't think anyone's gonna get a ticket, but if they did, I don't know, I guess it would depend on the person. Hmm. I think <laughs> for me it would depend on the situation, to be yeah. honest. Like if it were a guest that maybe let's say something went wrong and they're there longer than they expected or something like that, then yeah. that situation is on me, so I'll take it. But if you just park somewhere randomly and you knew you're you're coming in for a balayage and you parked in a you know a two hour spot like that's not on me. But the sign is right there, so it tells you two hour parking. I actually went into a salon in Rivera, and I'm going to shout them out TLC. Um, They're on Broadway. Mm. They actually had a sign, and I actually jumped out my car and I was going to run in really quick because I was just like you know and yeah in and out yeah. But they had a sign. Parking is strictly enforced. Mm. Make sure you have change because we don't have any and we are not responsible. Gotcha. So if I think any salon that's in a thickly district area or has parking issues, like you need to disclose that first. Yeah. I think I like that, that should be something that you disclose because... And see, that was one of my main reasons of like, particularly the last two places that I've been at, one of the main things I looked at was how is the parking for that salon? Yeah, you know because it's I hard. can remember working in Back Bay, 
It's like that client's not late because she's like she's circling this block fifty million Two times mm-hmm. on yeah. a Saturday, mm-hmm. trying to find a parking space. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But then that's also on the gas. Like, come on, your appointment is on Boylston Street. <laughs> take a train. <laughs> that is take like, a train. Uber. Uber take well, a train. I feel like that was that was at like that. I will say that was at kind of like the beginning of Uber. Because uh-huh. that was about like five, six years ago. But that was good. So now it's for the serious note, as Shay would say. Yeah, this is a serious note. Kyra's Consultation Corner. Um, this is where I always give, um, if you guys, if this is your first episode of listening to us, um, my kind of like insight on the industry or just kind of just like advice. Not saying that it's like the end all be all, but um, just some insight, right? So today I'm going to talk about not being available 24-7 to Hello. your clients. Yes. Okay? Oh, my God. It, um, I love the clients who, like, text me on a Sunday. And they're like, I know my appointment's on Wednesday, but my hours are Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will respond to you on Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Do you just not answer? Yep. I'll sit there, read the whole text. Hmm. And then I'll mark it. I'll go back and mark it as an unread text. So on Wednesday morning, as soon as I make sure that I come into the salon at least like a good 15, 20 minutes before my day gets started, it'll just be a flood of I'm responding to everyone. You know what? That's a good thing because I think as stylists, because we depend so much on our clientele, Mm -hmm. that we feel that we have to go beyond that service like we're obligated we're obligated um and that's why we get burnt out because we are so busy trying to accommodate our clients and let something happen in their life oh it could be three o'clock in the morning yo t i'm gonna cancel that appointment tomorrow at 8 Mm a.m because you know like they don't think about our time right but we have to we're constantly thinking about their time Yeah. yeah no Yes. And, it's, and that's the thing is, number one, like, you get burnt out, but then it's like you have to draw that line because you're in charge of being a hairstylist 24-7. You have a life besides being from behind the chair. You know what I mean? If you're with your kids, how fair is it to your kids that you're at Dave & Buster's and you're sitting there playing arcade games and you're sitting there mm-hmm. giving a consultation over the phone? Oh, my God. Or trying to book a client in. You know what I mean? Particularly, it sucks. It's even worse if you don't have access to your book. Like, if you're in a salon where you can't see your book until you get into the salon, you know what I mean? And there's that client who's like, oh, well, I know that I'm in for just a color touch-up, but I was thinking, can we do, like, a hairline foil and da-da-da? And it's like, I can't really tell you because I don't know who's after you. You know what I mean? I don't know if I can add this on for you, or I don't know if you can come in a half an hour later. I have to wait till I get into the salon. You have to create boundaries, I think, with your guests. And even for me, because, again, I'm only in the salon on Saturday, right? So what my schedule is, what my schedule is, I don't really have that connection with my guests for them to even be able to contact me. Yeah, that is so good. My (laughs) situation with work, though, especially, like, so I've been in this role for three years, and in the beginning, I would answer text messages from my stylist you know it'd be saturday night friday night sunday morning i'm just answering answering i've in the last like year 
If it is Saturday and Sunday and I have Saturday and Sunday off, I make it a point not to touch my email. Nope. And that it, to, it sounds like regular stuff, but for me, because I am corporate salary, I just, it's, you're always on and it's hard to separate that boundary. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to create boundaries where I'm like, I'm off. It's, if I'm off, I'm off. Yeah. I'm not answering anything unless someone's like, yo, no, I don't even think if the hair's burning, I don't think. So, I'm and that's, a, that's the thing, too, it's like, certain, I have to have my time. That's why I say, like, I'll read it, but I may not give it that mental capacity to respond because it could be certain situations, like, I've had, um, you know, like, a client where, you know, they've had, like, a death in the family, and they're like, I'm flying out in two days, I know that, like, my appointment is on Friday, but I'm flying out on Thursday. Can you possibly see me on Wednesday? Something like that, I'm like, I'll probably, you know, I'll answer. But if it's, like, I need an extended appointment time or an... I mean, honestly, no. that's why I've taken such a step back away from the chair. Yeah. Simply because my life has... I've scheduled my life around my clients. Yeah. Where... I should be scheduling my clients around my life. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's, I think that's what a lot of us do because, you know, our clients pay our bills. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, no, that's a hard, hard thing to do because that also goes back to wellness. And what do you do for wellness yeah. and how do you relax? If you're working for your client's schedule... You're never going to have that time to relax. I mean, I guess I, I mean. You can't drink your relax and actually be relaxing. No, you can't. <laughs> well, that, like, it don't work like I that. I think that should be my Facebook profile <laughs> picture. <laughs> Put that up there. Put that Tag up there. You know, yep. that's, your, that, that's like one of those quotes from Shay Davis. Yes. It has the hat, it has the line, Shay Davis. Yes. Famous yes, yes. quote. Yeah, like even because my studio, my studio <laughs> phone, go. my studio phone is a cell phone and I have my, um, I have my do not disturb scheduled. So literally, it will be on silent. Mm, Unless right. I'm looking at it, I won't know that you text me, call me, whatever. Unless it's Wednesday, Friday, or Saturday. Oh, see, you're good. Oh. See, and, and that's something that I've never done. I Literally, when I was having my son, I was in labor with my phone and my book. No. I was... Booking appointments mm. out for the next. <laughs> my husband, my, my husband would have been sitting there six months calling people. I the was next having day contractions, friggin' taking appointments. I went back to work nine days later. Wow. wow. I went back to work before my son came home from school. You know, so well, behind the chair, there's not really a, a not maternity that, leave. There yeah. isn't, and especially if you're like an independent person right. and I guess that would go back to like you know when students come out of school like that's one of the things that they don't realize when yeah, they're going account. into when I go on vacation even myself. to this day when I go on vacation you gotta work harder I exactly <laughs> I am literally putting in two weeks of clients into one week yeah and not only am I having my rent for like that week I have to do the rent for the next following week, week because yes. I'm not going to be here because I'm my rent is weekly yeah I'm not going to be here the following week, so I have to make sure that I have at least two weeks ahead yep and then have my spending money and everything such for my vacation mm -hmm. and I don't want to do that so and and this is like a I feel like a lesson for some people you got to stay in your lane yeah like so 
for an outsider looking in they could be like Kyra's got her own studio like this is amazing mm-hmm. you got your own studio this is amazing but if you're not that person that's gonna put in the work for it i.e. me <laughs> I'm great like I can I can work all day and be happy I am good at it yeah but for me to do all that on my own that's gonna take a lot for me yeah and that's not something that I'm willing to do at this day and age because what's important to me is living my life a little bit more freely right right, right. so I have to understand that that's not a move for me Right. That's not my lane. And I gotta stay, stay in, in my lane because, like me, I go into these situations, you know, in corporate America or in a situation where someone is um, maybe controlling my time, where I've always worked for myself and have had like this independent entrepreneurial spirit. I can't do that. Like, that for me is like suffocating. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm giving up something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's all freedom but in different places, It's freedom right? in right. different places. Like, so, yeah, absolutely. Like, what's good for you isn't good for me. And then you have something completely different going on. You know, that's kind of the beauty of this industry. Because, yeah. like, you know, you, you have, have your both, lane. The best of both worlds from both of you guys, actually. You have, <laughs> la- I have my lane. You have your lane. We're all kind of in the same lane, but in different ones. Or yeah. we're on the same road in different we're lanes. parallel paths. Yeah. Parallel paths. We're still merging to the right. Mm-hmm. But we're in our own lane. Wise. I shift to the left. <laughs> I'm like, I if right ain't working, I'm right? left. <laughs> but I think as creatives, we all do. Yeah. Right? We yeah. never stay on it. And I always say I'm a Pisces. So oh, my, my goodness. Yeah. My my whole everything will change tomorrow. I say this all the time. Shay will just wake up tomorrow and be like, you know what? I'm moving to Atlanta. And will straight up just be, like, out. Bye. In the drop of a dime. Yeah. That's just, like, when people Which, heard, like, her and I were doing this podcast, they're like, wait, she's back? Wait, she wants to do a podcast? Shay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to roll with it because she's in it for right now. Right. right, right, Okay. I'm going to ride it. I'm going to ride it for now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it kind of goes back to me staying in my lane. I know that because I I like to move. So when I'm ready to settle down, then I'll settle down some roots and start doing those things. But for right now, I'm all over the place. So I have to move like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have that, that freedom at this moment. Which but I again, could. I stay in my lane. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I wouldn't try to open a studio, open a business if I knew that at the drop of a dime I could move to Australia. But she would, y'all. I would. I, I honestly would. <laughs> but I'm taking it all back of not being available 24-7. If you have, you have business hours for a reason. Yeah. No. Stick to those business hours. That is good advice. That is great advice. I wish this podcast was around when I was younger. I would be taking all that advice. Lovely. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah. thank you guys for tuning in. The Cut Up Episode 5. Bye-bye. Uh, guys, we're rolling. Five. Wait for the next one. Yes. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so like we say, guys, until next time, cheers. Cheers. Stay connected off the show. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Shop Therapy. Until next time, cheers, beauties and gents.